If you can't handle truth-telling, this interview with Torin Ellis might be too much for you, although it is something we all need. Sit back, listen, tweet, and do whatever it takes to unload as we all disagree, yet try to find our way back to common ground. This Chad and Cheese counseling session is powered by Sovereign. AI so smart, it doesn't need this kind of drama. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Checking in with Torn Ellis on the show, everybody. Hey, how's it going? You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. As usual, I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Chad Sowash. And today, you asked for it, back by popular demand, Torn Ellis, diversity strategist and risk mitigation professional. Torin, welcome back. To the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm just I'm I'm wondering how how popular was the demand? It's been like since September of 2018, like shit, three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, it, much is, it, not much has happened since then. It, it must only been like three people that said, you know, bring that kid back. I want to hear his voice again. Like three people, but 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 you know, that's when you all were a little newer in your podcasting chops, and and so you got more listeners now. So it's all good. Good dude, dude. We we actually had a video with you in London last year. I think you're forgetting that we no, no, actually no, no, saw no, no. each other. See, no, we... no, no, no. That was <laughs> July of 2019. You are oh, yeah. actually, yeah. So see, look Good how call. long ago that was. That's almost 18 months ago. It, that is. That's a while. Why did why why haven't you come back on, Torn? <laughs> well, I would say that you know I think life has been a little bit different. And first and foremost, absolutely appreciate the both of you. Just you know, thank you for you know spending a couple of moments with the voice of mine and what it is that I have to to try to contribute. I, I would say that part of the reason why I hadn't been on is you know one of you had an incredible idea of hooking me up with this woman out of Indiana. Uh, by the name of Julie Sowash and said, you know, you two should have a podcast around diversity and inclusion. And at the very same time, I was starting a show on Sirius XM. So literally within like days of one another, I'm launching a show on a syndicated platform. Damn. A podcast trying to grow both of those audiences. So we've been working for a little bit. 
So you, you've been you've blown up since meeting us is basically what you're saying. And you had something to do with it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right to not give attribution to uh, Chad and Cheese. Like literally, I remember standing in London at that letter having that conversation, we are all probably overdressed. Well, at least I know I was overdressed. I had on chinos and a button-down shirt. hot as shit. Hot as shit, you know. So certainly I was the one who was probably out of out of place, if you will. But I w- absolutely appreciate the idea. And it really has been, you know, Julie and I are now in our third year. Speaking of which, congratulations, pre-congratulations to you all for approaching yet another anniversary. It is. It four is, years. Uh, almost, almost four years. Four years is when most marriages end in divorce, right? The fourth, <laughs> that fourth year is when, when the, the shit hits the fan. It's the itch. And, and not to mention, uh, I don't think Joel gets any credit for crazing the king. I mean, come the fuck on. I mean, seriously. I don't want any credit for crazing the king. <laughs> There's enough love to spread around. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Country uh, and Western. Dude, There's so- enough love. <laughs> 220, 221, whatever it takes. Joel and I thought that, you know, a weekly podcast, it would probably be hard to find enough content to have a weekly podcast going. And we were incredibly wrong. I mean, we hell, we probably do two to three podcasts a week now. What about you guys? I mean, because you're even more focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Do you find it hard? I would say probably over the last four years or so, it, it, it hasn't been that hard. But have you found it hard to find topics that you really want to focus on and talk about? No, I, I haven't. I think the harder part for me is trying to nuance some of the topics, because for a lot of the content, you know, when we are looking at stories of workplace aggression and bias and, you know, harassment, when we are looking at those types of stories, and certainly we look at positive stories as well around culture, around inclusion, around representation, equity. But when you're looking at these stories and you're dissecting them, I, I find myself challenged with not with with trying to not sound like the nightly news. Like think about the nightly news in any alpha city that, you know, in the U.S., you know, a Baltimore, a D.C., um, a Chicago, uh, a Miami, a Los Angeles. The nightly news news tends to start with something negative tends to be something around crime. And more often than not, it tends to have a black or brown face on it. And so I try not to fetishize on the the topics that we have sounding as if I'm being racial, being angry, being one-sided. So that's the bigger challenge for me. How do we pull the story and find something that's educational, something that's actionable, that we can share with our listeners so it doesn't come across as if we are only complaining each and every week. If it bleeds, it leads, baby. Uh, so I, I assume you're pretty bummed that Trump is no longer in office and that the Dems are in control, uh, that you won't have enough news. Or do you think we'll still be talking about issues that we have the last four years? No, I think, you know, again, m- more often than not on the, the show, Julie is the one who will address things that are political. I tend to stay away from the political topics only because I'm not a big fan of politics and in the sense of I understand where it sits in our, 
you know, life and 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 I get it. What were you thinking uh, during the Capitol riot? I mean, I know you're not you want to stay away from politics, but I think everyone, regardless of what they focus on, had an opinion as they watched that happen. I have a very strong opinion. I'm infuriated. And when I think about us being in Black History Month, you know, you think about what folks in the I mean, pick a decade, what black people had to deal with in the 20s or the 30s, what they had to deal with in the 50s and the 60s when they were building that civil rights era what we've had to deal with over the last 20 years, and we still want to say that we've had progress. Think about that. Now, compare what they went through in the 50s and the 60s with politicians saying that they are afraid to vote their character, that they are afraid to vote for impeachment, that they are afraid to speak negatively about what happened on the 6th, because people may have threatened members of their family. Like how much of a coward are you? And so when you ask me, how do I feel? First and foremost, I was angry on the 6th when it was unfolding. And I'm even more angry now, knowing that people lost their life, following behind an incompetent and ill-equipped leader that you are still propping up to be a leader. In my opinion, unwilling to find every possible measure to get those lawmakers out of politics that had something to do with it. And I honestly believe, Joel, that that's part of the reason why the Republicans are reticent around having this trial and having this discussion, because they don't want it to come to light what complicitness they had in that, whether it be giving people the tours, as some have said, a day or two before uh, the insurrection happened, whether it be having uh, inflammatory commentary on their social media, uh, which contributed to the the insurrection that we saw. Whatever their contribution was to January 6th, I feel like they should be held accountable. And you can miss me with the bullshit around, you know, well, it's the same as Black Lives Matter. No, it's not. Well, to, to paraphrase the great Rick James, power is a hell of a drug, right? Absolutely. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. <laughs> so uh, so these, these folks that have been arrested, if they don't go to jail or come to justice, what, what are your thoughts if that comes to light? I, I mean, the thought is just I'm, I'm infuriated. I'm, yeah. Again, it is to me. I don't want to make it seem like what they did is worth worse than, you know, rape or murder or some of the other felonies or crimes that could be committed. But the symbolism of the crime that they committed, it is like the pinnacle. I mean, I I don't know if you can create a more visible, more symbolic. I I just don't know if you can do anything that resonates and, and, and vibrates around the world more than what we saw on January 6th. Like I thought about Bernie Madoff, like as big as that was, 
I mean, I thought I even thought about 9-11. Like I actually thought about 9-11 and I said, you know, this is like one of these events where we will absolutely never forget what was going on. You won't remember one of those riots from last summer for Black Lives Matter, but you will never forget the visual that we saw on January 6th. So when you ask, how do I feel about some of them, many of them perhaps not being convicted uh, of the crime that they committed, knowing that people lost their life, that's infuriating to me, for real. Well, you know what, Joe, you asked me how I felt. How'd you feel? I think I went from like amusement and then it quickly turned into holy shit. When I found out that they were going into the Capitol, that they were, you know, trying to locate folks, and and let me let me sort of set the table on on this. I went to, I went to the grocery store, uh, and I came back, and my wife was like, "Oh my God, they're raiding the Capitol!" And my wife tends to be a little bit prone to hyperbole, right? So I'm like, "Okay, they're raiding the Capitol, whatever." So I turn it on. And I see flags and I'm like, oh, my God, these idiots are like outside the Capitol. And then that turned into they're breaking windows. They're going into the Capitol. They're ripping up shit. And and then eventually found out they're killing people and hurting people. And someone got shot. So it quickly turned into sort of a a disbelief and I guess a numbness. You mentioned 9-11. And I think there was a similar feeling as the, the towers are going down of thinking, I don't really know what to think. I need to digest this for a little bit to really, to really, to really think about what happened. Um, it's one of the worst thing that's that's happened to our republic, and I feel like the republic was pushed to the limit. For the most part, it held. I think the immunities kicked in, and so far, I, you know, I think we're we're getting away from Trumpism. I think that the, the lie that he told those folks, um, they're finally understanding that they were led by a false prophet and that they'll, they'll slowly start to, to dislodge their, uh, their trust in him and their loyalty in him. Um, but it was a cult sort of situation. I was shocked that the amount of security was so low. And one of, one of the things that went that came through my head was if this had been a black lives matter protest or, you know, if the black lives matter folks were in town, there would have been a military style presence around the Capitol. There was before. Yes, there was before. Yep. So to me, I thought, why, you know, why is shit so messed up that, you know, Millions of people were supposed to come listen to the president and they knew what was going to be spewed at a, at a Trump rally, why there wasn't security there. So, you know, a lot of questions came into came into play. But a lot of it for me initially was just I was I was gobsmacked uh, and I've been digesting it. I hope those folks go to jail. I hope they come to justice. Otherwise, it's going to just feel like the same old, same old and nothing's going to be done. And I actually uh, well, before we get into that, you talk about immunities working in. And how can you say that the immunities are actually coming in when we don't even know if this asshole is going to be convicted or not? We don't even know if these assholes who storm the Capitol are going to be thrown in jail and and actually being held accountable for something that they were responsible for that they actually did i do not believe and 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 i'm not gonna fucking white coat this fucking shit and say that everything is fine the republic is fine bullshit we need to hold individuals accountable and set precedent if we don't do that the immunities have not fucking kicked in let me say chad you know it's it's not fine because again if that were to happen at 
said logistics company or said hospitality company or said restaurant, and I can go down the list. If that were to happen at any of them, we'd have two phrases for it. We'd say someone or some someone's went postal. That's number one. And number two, it'd be all over the nightly news. And of course, they would be held accountable, especially if it were people inside of said organization. So for, for, for professionals to excuse that behavior because it happened at the Capitol and not their business, they're disingenuous. And for me, it causes a fracture in their character. And I am not willing to sit side by side with people that I know are supportive of, advocates of racist-like behavior. What we saw was nothing more than a racist-like behavior. The protests, uh, you know, the presentation and the speech, I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. But marching down and doing the bullshit, y'all need to be held accountable. When I say immunities, let me clarify what I mean. I, I meant more election immunities. So the vote still did go through. The Electoral College did still go through. This Trump time. didn't interfere the election. That's, but that's what I mean by the, the immunities. The, the, system, the electoral system that we have set up held, which is why I say the immunities kicked in. This time. That's the problem. We have so many areas of gray that we need to turn into black and white because Trump did nothing but play in the fucking gray. Stress test. Yeah, he stress tests the entire fucking system. So, no, the immunities barely kept us alive, barely fucking kept us alive. But it passed. See, and you're, so, you're trying to fucking gloss over this shit, dude. My biggest issue is that we are not holding people accountable. That is not passed. Until we start doing fucking perp walks, this shit isn't this. It's not good enough. And this is not about being militant. This is about somebody who actually committed a crime to be held accountable and to set precedent so that we know that this shit cannot happen again. When you say perp walk, are we talking Trump? Him too. I don't think he would. I don't think anybody would perp walk a president, even though they should. But all those motherfuckers who are found guilty, yes, perp walks, period. What do you do? What do we do to be able to continue to fuel this so that it, it's not tamped down? Yeah, it's one action at a time. And I don't know if there's a prescription, uh, a universal prescription, I should say. This isn't like going to the local pharmacy and knowing that, you know, an aspirin is going to cure the headache. I I think that this is a multi-layered. It is an absolute contextual approach required. Every individual's got to find a way to do something. I've said to you all before that you have to exercise pardon me, your voice and that you have to speak up, but that you have to do that on social media. You have to do that in conversations you're having with your clients and vendors. I think it comes down to every single individual finding a way to, you know, to tap into that humanity and say enough is absolutely enough. Like we have looked at far, far, far too many injustices. We've been silent for far too long. This is just not something that we can support. We can't support a 1776 project and not be willing to support a 1619 project. There's just so many things, Chad, when you ask me, what can we do? What can you do to support Black History Month? I mean, is it, it's absolutely more than a tweet. It's more than an Instagram post. But, but what are you doing if you're not even doing that? Uh, it's making sure that you are on track to live out 
the declaration or the promise that you made last June when George Floyd lost his life. Mm -hmm. A number of organizations were quick to jump out and say what it is that they were willing to do, what it is that they were not going to stand for. Fine. How have you lived out that experience over the last, you know, 10 months or so, eight to 10 months? My point is you have to do something. We need every single person rowing in the boat that says we are going to do a better job of, you know, socializing humanity, period. And this is not a zero sum game. There is more than enough for all of us. I just don't think that we can afford to be silent anymore. Stay tuned for episode two coming soon. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast, the chat, the cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.